Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to part four in our five part, the James Variant series. We're so excited that you're joining us today from wherever you happen to be tuning in. Thank you for prioritizing and making time to connect with us digitally. We're glad that you are here. We're gonna be talking about intimacy. Now intimacy is one of those words that's sometimes we get confused about. Intimacy, we think of like, oh, that's gotta do with like romantic relational entanglements of some kind, that's what it's all about. But intimacy is so much more than that, particularly when we think about our walk with God, our spirituality. Intimacy is a huge portion of what that looks like. I want you to think about intimacy in terms of connectedness. Let me tell you a little bit about this story. When I was in grade nine, it was the summer before our big move to um, from rural Saskatchewan to a big city. And I didn't know anybody in this big city. I was so desperate to have a connection that what I tried to do is create connectedness wherever I went. In fact, there were three gals that caught my eye over the course of that entire year heading into that summer. And I tried my best to pursue a relational connection, a boyfriend, girlfriend type connection with them in that moment. And do you know what happened? I learned a lot about rejection that year. In fact, every time I tried to connect with one of these gals, they all said no, they were smarter than me. Not hard to believe. They were smarter than me because they knew that I was leaving. Everybody knew in our town, everybody knew in our region, we weren't gonna be there long-term. So why start a long-term potential relational connection with somebody that's just not going to be around? So that was a hardship for me. I was heartbroken. I desperately wanted to stay connected to where I was, everything that I knew, I wanted to be near people and you and I were wired the same. We want connection. We crave connection. And in this season where we've had a heightened layer of physical distancing and disconnect with everybody, we've desperately wanted and needed something to hold on to and, and stick to and grab hold of. That is intimacy, connectedness. What we're going to do is we're going to look at a portion from the book of James in James chapter four and dig a little bit more into this. So if you've got a Bible with you, what I want to encourage you to do is turn with me right now to James chapter four, starting in verse one. I'm going to read the first 10 verses and then we're going to get into what does this say about intimacy with God and intimacy with others? What can we look for in terms of connection? What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you wanna be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. What do you think the scriptures mean when they say that the spirit God has placed within us is filled with envy, but he gives us even more grace to stand against such evil desires. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves before God, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. 
Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. It's kind of like one of James's greatest hits albums happening right now. There's a lot going on. And so what we're going to do is highlight four different things that this portion of text talks about in relation to intimacy. And ironically, they all begin with the same letter, the letter P. So let's look at the first one. Priorities. You and I, we all have priorities. Sometimes we choose these priorities for ourselves. Sometimes we feel that they're inflicted or imposed upon us for some reason, but our priorities are directly linked to what actually matters to us, or in other words, what influences us. So what, what I want you to think about is, where do your influences come from? Are they like James writes about, are they around the world? Like the world in which we live is a wonderful, beautiful place. Right now with this talk, we're in a great setting and a background in nature and it's amazing. It's a great environment to be in, but what are the other elements that involve our world? Whether there's our society, our cultural norms and values, our priorities, all of these things that people do or say or think that we should believe in and, and you name it. And all of those can be sources of influence for you and I. What I want you to think about is where our actual priorities come from? Where do our influences come from? Are they th the things that God cares about? Or are they things that we just care about? I love what it says in kind of verses two, three, and four, when it talks about, hey, we don't have because we don't ask God. And what we're asking God for, it's all about us. It's for our own selfish pleasure. See. Those are the influences that I'm talking about, and that's James is referring to. When we're approaching intimacy with God, where do our influences come from? What are we asking for? What do we expect him to do? Are they things that are in alignment with his heart? And God's heart is all about love because that is what he is. He is love. So when we ask for things, are we asking for things rooted in love or anchored in love? Or are they influenced by something else? Are we asking for something because we saw something else that somebody else had that we would want for ourselves? Where are we letting our priorities be influenced by? The second thing I want to refer to that I believe this text highlights is, is passion. Our motives, not just influences, but what gets us up in the morning, the things that make us excited. If you've had a long day at work or school, and at the end of the day, what it, what makes that day fulfilling? Is it that you got to have a great conversation with somebody, you solved a problem, you learned something new, you saw something different, you tried something different? What is it that actually makes you tick, your motivation at your core, where does it come from? For me, I'm a little bit of an adventurist, and so something that I think about is a new place to go hike and walk and learn, discover a, a new bird to see that's flown around in my backyard or somewhere else if I'm out for a walk in a physically distanced and COVID appropriate way. I'm looking for that next thing, that next hunger that drives me forward, something to feed me, so to speak, even when it comes to food, a passion. What are our motivations? James kind of highlights it right here. He says, you know what? You can either be friends with the world, be driven by the things that they're driven by, or you can be friends with God. There is no middle ground. It's either or, friends with the world or friends with God. 
That does not mean we don't love the world and everything that God's created and the people that he's created in the world. Yes, we are called to deeply love those people and love those things and take care of them. But at the end of the day, where is our primary connection, our primary intimate connection rooted? Is it with the world or is it with God? Think about it for a moment. We talked about priorities and passion. How many times have you had a hard time over this last season prioritizing a connection with God? Even though you've maybe walked with him for a very long time and you're passionate about life and love and Jesus and a whole bunch of things, but have you had the time? Have you invested your resources to stay connected with him in some way? Or have you just kind of given up because it's a little bit hard, a little bit challenging, a little bit difficult? Your passion and your priorities drive you forward. Number three, I'm gonna talk about our perspective, our perspective. And James talks about this in terms of humility versus pride. Humility versus pride. And humility is having the ability to think about ourselves appropriately. Later on in the Bible, there's this verse that Paul writes about, and he says something like this. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. In other words, have a realistic opinion of yourself. You are not the bee's knees. You're not the best that has ever lived in the whole planet. You aren't the greatest human. And despite all of that, God still loves you. In your brokenness, in your pain, in your weakness, in your less than moments, in your not so quite moments, God still loves you. He sees value in you. Because God's idea of who we are is the right way to think about ourselves. The difference between humility and pride is pride is, is something that we use to mask our insecurity. Humility is just being honest that it exists. Yeah, some of us really like when people say kind words about us. That's an okay thing to admit. You crave that. You grow on that. You need it. And that is okay. But are you driven by it? If you don't get any of those things, are you going to be staying up late at night? Are you going to be throwing a tantrum? Are you going to be throwing a fit? Are you going to be thinking, oh my goodness, I can never exist in this world or I've got to move or I've got to do this, that, or the other. What is it that you're actually driven by? Your perspective on yourself is super important because when we recognize that we're not God's gift to the world in that we're not the only thing that exists in the world, there's other people around us, then we recognize what our role and responsibility is in the gift of life and time that we've been given. It is to help other people discover who God is. Quite simply, it's to love God and love others. Or how we say it around here at Sea Road, to love and live like Jesus. We can only do that when we humbly, when we humbly have a realistic opinion of ourselves. It's not about us. It's always about what God is doing, what he's growing, what he's launching in us and through us and around us. So let's talk about the last fourth thing, and that is position. You and I, we have to posture ourselves or position ourselves in relation to God. Here's what I mean by that. I've heard this phrase way too often as a pastor. I don't feel close to God. Well, where are you in relation to him? I've already shared about the idea of like, some of us may have had a, a difficult time over this last COVID season to prioritize connecting with God because we can't meet together or because it's not convenient to tune in online or because it's just boring to sit in your pajamas on the couch with your coffee and watch a TV screen when you think you could be watching something else like a movie or a show or something to make you laugh. 
Not church online, that seems weird. Church online isn't going anywhere. It's gonna be a part of who we are moving forward. And as we have the appropriate time to connect once again in person, we're gonna go ahead and do so. But what I'm talking about is, where are you in relation to God? Are you drawing near to him? Are you intentionally pursuing him with how you have priorities and, and your passion and, and your perspective? Or are you removed from him? Are you recluse? Are you tucked away? Are you hiding? Are you running away? Are you embarrassed? Are you filled with shame? All of those different questions need to be answered by you. Where are you in relation to God? See, what James writes about is very simply this, come near to God and he will come near to you. In other translations, it reads, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You and I aren't the immovable object. We can move. I can move my arms. I can move my legs. I can move my glasses. We're built to move. You and I have a responsibility to put ourselves in the right position so that we have a layer of connectedness and intimacy with God. When we're not doing that, then we can't claim that God has abandoned us or he doesn't like us anymore or he's not listening to us because we've taken ourselves out of the conversation by our position. So where are you with Jesus right now? What you think about that? Where are you? Are you in a position where you feel yourself drawing closer or coming closer to him? Or have you, you kind of hidden yourself away for a reason? Maybe something that you haven't yet admitted to yourself or to anybody else. Are you hiding because you're just nervous? Are you filled with shame or guilt because you haven't taken the time to connect with God in some way? Imagine for a moment you're in a married relationship or dating relationship. There's two people in that conversation, a boy and a girl. Now, if the only time you ever interacted with that individual was once a week for like 30 minutes and you had a conversation, do you think you'd have a, a great layer of connectedness, a, a great layer of intimacy between each, each other? No, you wouldn't because you haven't put yourself in the right position. So what I'm saying in terms of our spiritual health and well-being, even in this extended lockdown season, is where are we? What is our position? Are we intentionally pursuing God? Are we making time for him, prioritizing that? Are we letting our passions be fueled by the things that God cares about? Do we have a, a right perspective of our circumstances and our situation and our own selves? And are we putting ourselves in the right position to grow in a relationship with Jesus? That's the question. And that's what intimacy is all about. You might be thinking, okay, Jason, that sounds really interesting and awesome. What do I do now? I wanna suggest two things. God can speak to us in a variety of ways. We can create connectedness with him in a variety of ways. I'm gonna suggest two options. One is through music and the other is through nature. Music can be like the wonderful accompaniment to our lives, the wonderful connection along the way. It's awesome to have theme songs play through memories or all sorts of different stuff like that. What I want you to do is this next week prioritize listening to some music that connects you or makes you think about God. That could be a worship playlist. That could be something that's just instrumental in nature, whatever it is, but something that draws your heart and your mind to think more about God. If you don't have anything that you can use because you're like, I don't even know where to start. Well, I've created a playlist 
of some songs that have been important to me over the course of my life that I am going to share with you in a playlist format. So if you go to centennialroad.com right now, you can go to a link to this playlist and play it along. You can take it with you on a run. You can listen to it while you're out in your backyard sipping a cup of coffee or a great tea or whatever happens to be your beverage of choice. You can take it with you on a walk. You can listen to it before bedtime. When you're working out, however you're gonna use it, feel free to do so. And take note, does it help you feel closer to God, feel more connected to Him? The second thing is I wanna encourage you to get out in creation. One of the ways that I feel most connected to God is spending time in creation. That's why we're outside right now sharing this message with you. Does anybody know where we might happen to be, what the backdrop is? If you wanna play along, you can comment in your chat of choice, either YouTube or Facebook and let us know. But if you wanna find a way to connect with God and you're like, ah, it might be in nature, I wanna encourage you to go for a walk. Go for a walk, sit and listen, pray, think. What do you notice? What do you experience in your time away with God? The truth is, if we wanna have intimacy with God, we have to prioritize it. We gotta make sure that our passion is being fueled by the things that God cares about. We gotta make sure that we got the right perspective. And then, we gotta make sure that we're putting ourselves in the right position to grow in our connection with Him. I hope that one of those things is speaking to you right now and encouraging you wherever you might be in relation to Jesus. And if you do not yet know Jesus, might I encourage you that the thing that you are craving for can only, can only be found in Him. Nothing else compares to the life that He has to offer, freely and willingly sacrificing himself so that you could know that you are loved by him. Let me pray. Father, we're grateful that we have the opportunity to be connected with you. And I pray over these next days and weeks and moments ahead that we would prioritize our connection with you, that we would have the right perspective on who we are, God, that we would allow our passions and our desires to be fueled by you, that we would care about the things that you care about, and that we put ourselves in the right position in order to feel connected with you by making it a priority to move towards you. God, if for anybody that is tuning in that doesn't yet have a personal relationship with you, would you do exactly what James says right here? Would you draw near to them as they draw near to you? And so as they put their hand up or they they say, hey God, what's up in their own heart and mind? Would you draw near to that invitation from them so that they can understand who you are? God, we wanna be a people filled with your presence so that we can love others along the way to the best of our ability. Help us to do so right here, right now in 2021. We pray this in your name, amen.